it's time for Paul Cook Talks. Saturday night, right? It's exciting. It's a big night. It's a big night. Now, before you came here, you had to decide how you're going to get here. And you might be getting ready and ask your wife, babe, you want me to drive? Our third and final special on comedians. If you're Italian, you probably uh, try and get like, well, you think we're going to get like a stretch or something like that? Vic Borselli talking Sebastian Maniscalco. Do we get a cab? What do we do? Maybe Uber? A lot of people like Uber. Uber X, what is it? What is it? It's like hitchhiking with your phone. God knows what's gonna pull up tonight to pick you up. Some guy in a Ford Festiva. Groceries in the back. Baby seat next to you with a baby. Loose popcorn on the floor. What's going on back here, guy? Are you on an errand? What is this? Uber Black, that's another one, people. That's a better. You might get a sedan, an SUV. You ever get into that guy's car? He's so proud of his candy. As soon as you get in, I got candy if you want. I got it in the cheese. I got gum, Jolly Rancher. I got uh, iPhone 3, 4, 5, 6, charge. I got iPhone 9. It's not out, but I have if you need it. Uh, what? That's Sebastian Maniscalco, part three. Stand-up comedians with my good friend, Vic Porcelli. We are energized, Vic. Welcome, by the way. Paul, thank you. Thank you for having me. I, I cannot tell you how much I appreciate your generosity of your time with this show because you know what stand-up comedy means to I me. I do know, and this is not charity or generosity. <laughs> this is enjoyable. As you said, this is playtime. This is. This is playtime. Okay, we just heard him talk about Less Uber... Okay. Who's Sebastian Maniscalco? Sebastian Maniscalco, born in Arlington Heights, Illinois, I think 1974 or something like that. His, he, he comes from immigrant parents, and he was brought up in the old world Italian style, right? Traditional. Um, that, what we just heard there, though, is a, a great piece. How he started his show at the Beacon Theater in New York City for the special called Why Would You Do That? Um <laughs> And Jerry Seinfeld's in the crowd of that of that show, laughing, you know, hysterically. Mm -hmm. But Sebastian, being Italian, right? I think we 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 kind of talked about this a little bit last week, Paul. That why didn't I think of that when I was trying to do stand-up comedy? Just the funny stuff Italians do, because Italians do funny stuff, funny yeah. stupid stuff. You and know, you said it uh, last week too. Like you didn't know that was abnormal or all that funny. I mean, you knew it. But because it, it was you life. Everybody was that way it in New Jersey. It was life. Well, they were in New Jersey. Right, yeah. right. Well, he was in Chicago. Yeah, but you, you, it's similar. You, yeah, you relate, absolutely. And you're like, man, because, you know, you come over to the cookhouse. Yeah. You know, we have the, uh, you know, we we don't have the food. We have the, the uh, samurai sword yeah. under the, under you know, so you wouldn't have known, you know, it, it's so different. It used to be just, it's so you had to have food. It's the same thing. It's just the Italian culture. In that same special, he talks about, he goes to a dinner party he didn't want to go to. Because right, he hates people. He hates people. Sebastian Maniscalco has made a career out of hating people and the stupid things that they do. So he's at this dinner party. He's not having a good time. And there's no food. And it's so funny that he goes, no, I'm, I'm getting really concerned because there's no food. You know, not like his blood pressure or something. He's getting concerned because there's no food. Chach, your food, he calls him something, you know, uh, uh, he calls uh, finger foods or something. He has a term like that should be here. We should be eating food. Do you yeah. remember this? Oh, yeah. But he says, he goes, you don't understand. I grew up, there was food everywhere. And that's so true in any time. You can't go two feet, you bump it to something, there's something to eat on it. And he starts eating it, you know. And it's it's the whole culture is based around food. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, I it, it's almost a time, a generation past as well. Yeah. Because a lot of families were that way, but absolutely a Hard working, families. too. Yeah. Hard working no people. No time to put up with crap. Yeah. You know? And his father worked, he watched his father work so hard, right? He said, my father, where he goes, I think I didn't formally meet my father until I was 18 years old. Hey, I'm your father. <laughs> I'm your father. Because, and that's just him saying his father worked. It's all about work, you know? Yeah. He, he jokes that, that his family put him to, to work at when he was eight years old, right? Yeah. Saturday morning watching cartoons. Hey, go start a business. <laughs> go start a business, Paul. Not go get a job cutting lawns. Go start a business. Talk a little bit about how you've studied his mannerisms. Okay. So if you've ever seen anything about Sebastian Maniscalco, the one portion of his stand-up special, the one with the black shirt that's called What's Wrong With People, when the, when the doorbell rings today as compared to when it rang 20 years ago. 20 years ago when it rang, everybody jumped off the couch. Hey, we got people, right? Yeah. And, and he's, he's, he's acting out being at the company. front. Yeah, we got company. He's, he's acting being at the front door, looking at the front door, and then he always turns to someone, right? There's always someone behind. Look, look who's here. Right? Yes. He points to the people, but he looks behind <laughs> him like he's talking to somebody. Don't know who those people ever are, but that's one thing. Yeah. And, Paul, it's the acting out part. And I'm not sure we actually gave Richard Pryor enough credit last week on the acting out, mm-hmm. like with the heart attack. I was just thinking that. He's feeling a heart attack. Exactly. The only Look way the, to make it great to the audience is to actually feel it. The pain. You have to show the pain in your oh. face, right? And he's on the ground. And, oh, my God. Um, Go back and listen to that podcast, by the way, about Richard Pryor, because you're right. And we play it. Just, yeah. just a note. Yeah. Keep talking about it. Yeah, Sebastian feels it too. You just you know it. You know he feels anything he's talking about. Everything that when everything about being Italian and his father and his grandmother. Oh my God! Talks about his grandmother in the basement. You know, I know a guy right now who's actually old, and he said he helped build houses on the hill, and in the basement of these houses were full kitchens. So Sebastian's not making that up about being basement. in the basement and his mother just cooking, you know. And uh, she would cook down there with a, I think a muumu or a nightgown on. I think he called it a nightgown. It, this is his grandma, maybe. Yeah, yeah, it's grandma. And, and just the way he describes it, is it, he doesn't really ever go. You know, you had to. We had to bleep the crap out of uh, Richard Pryor. Yeah, you don't have to do that with I, this guy. A, every clip we're playing this week has no bleeps at all. Wow, not one. Wow, and it's just. That Don't get amazing. me wrong. He does curse occasionally, but his infrequent use of it makes it all that much funnier. As opposed to Bill Burr, who says the F word every every three or four words. Yeah, and is really playing on race. I mean, he's funny, every and a time. lot of people have him at number one, but uh, Sebastian's better. Absolutely. I, I, I do, I'm sorry. I'm not going to make friends with this. I am not a fan of Bill Burr. I do not find him funny. I was going to ask you that. When I'm driving in, I'm like, I wanted to see where you thought of that. Uh yeah, a lot of cursing. It's a boss or a uh, Baltimore or Boston thing with him, and it's always playing on like I can't believe he just said that about black people. Right. You know what I mean? And you right. just don't need that with well, you, right now it's he's just, all about race. It's all about race and uh, people going wow. I'm he's very counterculture with how he's talking about exactly. Or not PC. It's funny that that Sebastian just talks about stuff that he knows, whether it's controversial or not. Right. Nothing controversial about being Italian and going to an Italian wedding, right? And when you when you go to an Italian wedding, in, in well, certainly in New Jersey where I'm from, and clearly from Chicago, you don't bring a toaster as a gift to a wedding. <laughs> you bring cash. That's, no bread maker. Let's hear that. Yeah, I come from an Italian family. Italians do it a lot different than most people when it comes to weddings. Okay, Italians don't register. At Bed Bath and Beyond. <laughs> we don't bring a toaster to a wedding. Italians bring cash, okay? We, yeah, we put it in an envelope. Sometimes there's not even a card. There's just cash with a post-it note. <laughs> Congrats. Now, the bride and groom know they're getting cash. They're sitting there with a satin bag that says cash in 
diamonds. And people walk in and, you know, they start making a deposit. Now, some people don't give the cash right away. They hold on to it. They wait till dinner's served. Right? They go to dinner. They'll have the dinner. They're eating the chicken. Right? They go, the chicken's kind of dry. Take 100 out of the envelope. <laughs> the food stinks. Take 100 out. So funny, so true. I'm telling you. Yeah. Okay, can I tell a quick story? Yes, you better. There's even a word for it. We call it la boost. You know, when you're at the wedding, okay, you want to go do la boost? Okay, we'll go do la boost. That means bring your, your, your envelope of cash and put it in their, in their satin bag. And this is a time period where the DJ or whoever has, uh, are they already dancing? Excuse is me. Known as DJ? <laughs> the band. The band. Wearing tuxedo. You get a band. Bob Cuban. We had a band Okay. Uh, okay, you had a band. We had, not only do we have a band, but I asked and was rejected if the band could just play 1940s swing music. And I was At turned your down. wedding. Yeah. My wife said no. She goes, oh, we'll do some, but I want some Motown. I want some stuff. So my one, my one condition <laughs> with this band, and it's in the contract, Paul. You can read it in the contract. If they perform Celebration by Cool and the Gang, they don't get paid. <laughs> I did not want that song at my wedding. The electric slide was not at your wedding. Yeah, that's fine. But oh. it, it was that song by Cool and the Gang. That's so funny. I, 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 there's something about it I just couldn't do. If you have so, her in St. Louis, Getting though, back yeah. to La Boost. Okay? okay, yeah. You've got to tell us what that means. I don't know. I, I can't translate it for you. I just know it's, you know, here's La Boost. Is it, is it hey, this is already great. Uh, they're getting <laughs> married, but we need to boost. We're going to boost. La Boost. So, Jessica, la, 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 Jessica and I, what what did you just say? <laughs> I asked because... La, 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 bamba. Do you know the words to that? I do not. Para bailar la bamba. That means to dance the la bamba. Okay. Okay. I did not Para have any idea la bamba. Que necesito. I need una poco de gracia. A little bit of grace. Pa, pa, la, la. Oh. Yeah, you're not even close. Anyway. Oh, my God. So... Jessica and I moved here in 1993. Shortly after we got here, a person that I think we both worked with was getting married. And we were invited. What so, year are you telling me? By this the way? is 1994, yes. 1995. Very, very, very long time ago. But very, we were very new to St. Louis. So we're getting ready. Now, this is the thing. You don't know what life is like in what you're doing until you step away and look back. Yes. Am I right? That's a great point. So all we knew Get about life and weddings was putting cash in an envelope and bringing it to the wedding. So we, you know, we put cash in the envelope. We go to the we go to the thing. We're sitting around other people that we work with, and everybody, well, what what did you get him? What did you bring? Oh, we got a toaster. Oh, we got a, a bread baker. And then they <laughs> asked us, "What'd you get? We got cash." <laughs> and they were like, "Cash." And the funny thing is, Paul, the the amount of money we had in the cash clearly was more than anything that was purchased. People were buying. That's a great point. You don't bargain. You're more shop. generous. Well, yeah, you don't you don't bargain shop for people at their wedding. You know, give them cash, let them spend it on, and not to mention, everybody gives the bride and credit. What a great little nest egg. Yes. That this that these people have much better spent than yeah. silverware, or whatever. But let me tell you something. We did a similar thing, even though we didn't know, you know, from where. Uh, how you did it? I for my good friend we did cash, um, in nineteen what well, was two thousand three. I hear six months later, this is an envelope, a nice uh note, uh letter, card, and cash. Six months later, I'm talking to him. He's like, "Hey, you ever gonna get us a gift?" He forgot Someone about the cash. Stole it. Somebody stole the money. Someone stole the cash. I right. wish I'd written a check. All right. Well, has that ever happened? Uh, not in New Jersey. No, you would get. I mean, you don't steal money from it from you're an Italian a, uh, wedding to the uh, train station. That'll be the last on thing. Yellowstone. They'll yeah. find you in a quarry with a knife in your eye. That's great to hear. Yeah, <laughs> that's great to hear. Okay, so you gave cash at that wedding from a broadcaster. That's really funny. At my wedding, Italian guy there, new to radio. I was in DeKalb, Missouri, wow. uh, sh- Illinois, yeah. Northern in uh, uh, Illinois University. And we got married in uh, Lake Shelbyville, Illinois. Mm-hmm. And I invited an Italian guy from the radio station. And we're on the dance floor. He comes up with a big smile. 
big smile, big hug, and he takes out uh, cash and puts it in my tuxedo pocket. Do you know what I'm saying? Visualize this. Like, here you go. I'm putting it. You know, yeah. we didn't have a uh, the boost uh, right, right, right. velvet bag or anything. Right, right, right. You just put it right in there and like yeah. that's, that's cool it. though. Yeah, that's it cool. was really cool. Yeah, because you can do what you want with the money. That's right. What if I don't need a toaster? Did what I if return two it? people buy a toaster? And I got two toasters. I got two. Toasters. I got to bring one back and return it. But you got to get it out of your tuxedo too before you return your tuxedo. Oh yeah. yeah I drank yeah. a little too much at my wedding. Did just you? As we're talking. Yeah. Well, and my I wife drank that. too much at our wedding. Yeah. <laughs> did she? Did she get a little hammered? She had fun. <laughs> she had fun. I did too. I'm kind of glad to hear you say it that way because I've been too hard on myself about that. I mean, I didn't make, I wasn't embarrassed, but I was very. It's your wedding. You do what you want. Intoxicated. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Everybody's there because of you and your bride. You'll never have that crowd assembled that way That's again. True. That's you know, true. your work people yep. mixing with other people. Right. I wish I knew you back then. And I wish I knew you for my whole life, Paul. Oh. I got news for you, buddy. That's Vic Porcelli. Yep. You know, you said it on your show today. Uh, we're recording this. But you said it uh, today. What was it? Gosh, dang it. It just left me when you were so nice there. Uh, oh, it was, we had the guy call who was a liberal, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, God, it made me think of something about I just said him. I didn't want an echo chamber on the show. Yes, yes. And you said you've always been this way. And isn't it funny what we put on people about how they're supposed to be? Right. This is a total derail. But, like, you're like, no, conservative, 20, you know. All, my whole life. My whole life. You sure? You're right. What, what was his point sure? there? What was he trying to get to? He's trying to say that you're fair weathered because you're getting oh, paid. He's saying I'm faking this. That's what he's saying. That's right. Yeah. And that's and I could I wanted to jump in, but I knew we were short on time. And are you kidding me? If anybody you hear on this station, you know these beliefs are set in stone yeah, for you. Yeah. I mean, I mean, maybe against your own uh, better interests in some ways. In mine too, in radio, when, we could have just sucked up with the liberal crap. When Ronald Reagan is your president, what else can you be? Yeah. Oh, they don't even get that. They don't even get that. Okay, sorry. Um, we're talking about Sebastian Mascalco. Yes, we but are. that is something I do like over our last three podcasts. Uh, George Carlin, Richard Pryor. Sometimes we just start talking about stuff like, I mean, the, the stuff you did on Sean Hannity. I've now started to think about it. You said he's a uh, Was GB. that last week? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. You, you forget this? I did. Already? Yeah. Uh and now I hear it. And in fact, you know, again, we're I hear him yesterday talking about Alec Baldwin. He's like, why don't I why don't I wish bad for him, guys? You know, Nancy or whoever's there, why don't I? But I hear Sean Hannity saying, Tell me I'm Let a good him person. swing. Yeah. Right. And, and, oh, yeah, I'm saying that. Right. But you know, Sean Hannity is really all about Sean Hannity. Of course. You know, and it's like, okay, I want to hear how what a good person I am. No, you wish ill will. The guy's right. a jerk. Of course. And a you said you were jerk. honest and said that that way on my show. Yeah. I really you know? feel that way. I mean, you know, karma's a weird thing, and that's why I did my uh, um, uh, Val Kilmer Doc Holiday. Love that. My hypocrisy knows no bounds. Yeah. Yes, and that is so true. Now, with with their Alec- there's a hypocrisy balloon though that's coming to blow up on Alec Baldwin. You cannot be the hypocrite the way he is, and that's right. my whole point. He he asked the cop if he if he was proud of being the worst person in the world or something like that because he shot yes. somebody right, and now he shot somebody. And now all of a sudden it's okay. If he took five minutes for any gun safety training, like if you went down to see Aaron Tarlow at Southern Armory, he's going to tell you exactly what safety measures you have to take if you own a firearm. And you can see it when somebody owns it. You'll see that index finger straight along the barrel, nowhere near the nowhere near yes. the trigger. I mean, a little training, a little less ego. How and about this, that? And this never would have happened. And there's no humility. Fry he bullies his way into everything. I know I'd love to see some jail time. Yep. The, think of the people... That Alec Baldwin has made feel small mm-hmm. across his career. And you know there's a lot of His them. daughter. He just, you're a thoughtless little pig. Mm-hmm. Rude little pig. Mm-hmm. We used to play that all the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sebastian, though, in his last episode, I mean, I'm not, we've got a lot more here uh, on Paul Cook Talks with Vic Porcelli over the, the comedian of now, and I think will stand the test of time, Sebastian Maniscalco. But in his most recent one, he does talk a little politics, or would you say politically correct type stuff? Politically incorrect. Incorrect. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah. I mean, he and you brought it up on my show. Um, he, his daughter's got a kid in in her class who identifies as a lion. So right away, you know, he's not for the gender fluidity life that we live in now, right? Yeah. And what was really great was, you know, there was another guy, another dad, as the kids are coming out of school, and the dad goes. Sebastian goes, look, the kid thinks he's a lion. 
And the guy goes, yeah, isn't that great? Yeah, I slid right away from that guy. That guy. I didn't talk to him for the rest of the semester. So, you know, he doesn't want to talk with people that, you know, support this crazy gender fluidity thing. We, we only have so much time in our life. You know, I don't need to spend a time with a, that guy. Oh, exactly. In, in sandals, exactly. barefoot. Right. I don't need that. Are you kidding? <laughs> Definitely the guy had sandals on, for sure. That's not even part of the story, <laughs> but you're right. The guy's got sandals on. We're looking at that guy's toe and a bunion that's going. Uh, boing, towards the kitchen. Towards the well, it, when you're saying that, it makes me think about how much his stuff is on parenting yeah. and his dad. I right. want to play this about the uh, bag on oh, the head. Yeah. Now, my wife's got a nephew on that side that, uh, well, these types of kids, he's all over the restaurant. He'll go to a restaurant, don't sit still, boom, he's gone. Now, I'm the type, I could handle a conversation, but in the back of my head, I'm like, is somebody going to handle this? <laughs> So I lose him for about a minute and a half. I, I become concerned, because I don't know where the hell he's at. He comes from behind me, and he chops me right in the neck. I look right at the parents, nothing. They're just, oh, well, he's just a kid, you know? Do you know what would happen to me if I ever slapped an adult at a restaurant? Right? My father would come from behind me, put a black bag over my head, <laughs> and take me to an undisclosed location. Go on. I would return one hour later, a brand new kid. <laughs> There'd be a lot of bowing. I'm so sorry. I am so sorry. My father just informed me that I'm gonna be working for you free of charge <laughs> for the next 12 years of my life. I, I, I apologize deeply. I mean, this makes me laugh because it is true. Uh, it, it, the black bag on the head, but also just uh, a burlap bag or somebody, you know, the bad guys always got these bags on their heads and they're escorted off. Family Guy even made fun of that. When Lois's, uh, Lois's father uh, his guys come out of the limo, put the black bag over Peter's head. They beat him up and throw him in the limo. It's in like every spy thing. Uh, something I'm watching now. Have oh, you, uh, there's a show on TV right now that has celebrities seeing if they can go through boot camp kind of a thing. Oh, yes, yes, And yes. when they go to talk to the, the leader of the thing, they got to put the black bag on. Oh, do they? And I've used that black bag reference so many times, and either people don't get it or I just, I'm not funny or I don't know why. <laughs> but it's parenting what you're talking about because he's talking about a kid who's running around the restaurant and hits an adult. And how Slap. many times do you see that and you want to, you know, just lose your mind? It's all about the parenting. And you're maybe the boyfriend who has showed... This has happened to me. You're the boyfriend who's show, being polite with the new family. I don't know if he explained it in that way, but he's being polite at this restaurant. But another kid comes up and slaps him in the back of the head. I had the same thing. Like, And you're, it's surprising. It's like, what the hell just happened? But you know you can't ball that kid out. It's not your kid. So if it's you as a child and you hit a restaurant... Are your parents going to say, ah, you know, he's just a kid? <laughs> or is he going to put a black bag over your head, take you to an undisclosed location, and in an hour I come back, a brand new kid? That is a huge difference from uh, a huge difference from today and how we were exactly. brought up. And I still do it with my girls. Like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Act like you want to be here. Oh, my God. You know, my... that she was talking to you and later in the car. And you know what? They might remember that and go, yeah, that was hard. My dad was hard on me about that. But they, they do it. Learned a lesson. They are, they are the only kids sometimes at something that are giving yeah. eye contact and trying to communicate back. And the, I tell you, we could go on and on about yeah. that. Beha Today. Behavior was a big deal with my father. Mm. You know, mm. my father was a. Yeah. Tell me about your dad. It has it, He relates to some of this stuff. And I don't want to get you. All right. Well, he was not an immigrant. His father was the immigrant. Okay. So my grandfather came from Italy. Um, and I'll be honest with you, Paul. My father had a fear when well, i'm going to say this but i've never heard this my father i think had a fear of the mafia not listen not because they thought they were going to ever do anything to him he never wanted to be perceived as somebody that was in the mafia okay. just because he was italian a criminal because you know you got to admit it you know i'm, I'm in st louis you meet somebody what's your name oh you're italian hey how you doing hey, Boy, you know yeah. bada bing and all that stuff 
And by the way, it's just okay because Italians have a sense of humor. So yeah, they never right. do go. Uh, That's an interesting comment about your dad because I don't ever much hear, you know, F you. Right. What are you saying? Right. Wow. So I understand that. So behavior was a big thing with my father. He was also a teacher and a principal, you know. Okay. But behavior as far as in the restaurant, my father, all I did was put too much salt on my French fries. And he took his coffee and he poured his coffee over my French fries, put a napkin on it and said, let's go. <laughs> and that was just that was just putting too much salt on my French fries. When I really did bad stuff, he used to freak out on me. Oh, my God. Could you be a Sebastian too, Or a local? That's funny, Vic. That's the thing, Paul. Why didn't I think about that when I did comedy? Why didn't I think of just being Italian and the funny stuff I know. that Italians do and say, you know? You uh, said it best, man. You did not know it was that different. Why am I going to talk about something that everybody's had happen? You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, that's part of comedy is that dance between familiar and I wish I'd thought of it, but I didn't. My mother was here. We first moved here, and she I brought her to Deerberg's. And she's talking to the kid behind the deli counter. Not the deli counter, the uh, butcher counter. And she goes, you got any brajol? Kid goes, what? Brajol. I need some brajol. He's trying to be nice. He's like, ma'am, I, I have no idea what you're saying. <laughs> you know? And honestly, Paul, I, I don't know the, the American word for brajol. I grew up without learning the American words, like a colander. Oh, my gosh. Colander. Yeah. We call it a scolabast. Okay? <laughs> when we first got married, my wife wants to cook an Italian meal for me. A meal for me. I said, what can I do to help? She goes, go down there and get a colander. I was like, okay, I've never heard that word ever <laughs> in my life. So, of course, what's the go-to? Yeah, I don't think we have one. <laughs> so she goes, there's a colander right there. I said, it's not a colander, it's a scolabast. And she never heard that word because she's my wife's not Italian. She's half Italian. Okay, I was going to ask about half that. Half Italian, but yes. not, yeah. And it's a long story. Maybe we'll do that one day you know, if you ever want to talk about adoption. Yes. Okay. Oh, um, my gosh. Yes. Uh, so I was in school, in high school, biology. We're learning about leafy vegetables and stuff, and this teacher's got all these leafy vegetables on the, we have time? We do. We do a few minutes. Uh, uh, all these leafy vegetables on the, on the board, and she goes, "Does everybody know what these are?" And I said, "Escarole. I don't. I don't know what escarole is." John Paleo was sitting in front of me. He goes, "It's all. I was like, "Oh, okay, all. <laughs> uh, bleach. They call bleach biangaline for some reason. Do you watch The Sopranos? Yes. Remember when Vito got beat up at the at the motel room? Yes. And then one of those guys that did it was in the kitchen with. Uh, with uh, Silvio Dante, another guy, and they end up stabbing the guy to oh, death. Oh, yes. Violent. Silvio goes, get some Biancoline. Bleach. Bleach. Wow. So these, you know, you hear words your whole life, and that's all you know. What does the colander word stand for with you? Uh, Scolabast means yeah. to cool the pasta. Scolabasta. Oh, to cool the pasta. my God. They came here and made up their own language when they came here, because instead of learning the, the language of the country they're in, which they should have done, yes. they, they made up... Back in way, way back when there was outhouses in behind the thing, the the bathroom was in the back of the house. So bakaus. Bakaus meant the bathroom. Oh my god. And people use bakaus. Bashamend. The basement was the bashamend. Can you speak Italian? Very little. Kinda? Solo un poco. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We talk to a guy every Friday. His name is Drew Allen, a great conservative. Spent a lot of time in Italy. He's fluent in, in Italian. And uh Every day I try to get a little bit in, you know. I say, uh, Drew, uh, come stai, amico mio. Uh, un piacere parlare con te. <laughs> All that means, uh, how you doing, my friend? It's, it's great to talk to you. It's a great language. Oh. It's such a great language. And you know what's so stupid? Little phrases that mean nothing I love to say, like in The Godfather, when Michael's got to go to Sicily, and then Don Tomasino comes to talk to him, and he asks Sonny, he asks Don Tomasino if Sonny said when he can return. He goes, uh, Santino se dice quando porta tonari. It's just, it gets me hot. Gets you it, know what it, I mean? <laughs> Vic Maselli, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. More on Sebastian Maniscalco. It's, I see a, a, a really interesting connection between you two and the things you notice. I mean, I laughed so hard the other day, I scared my family. I was rolling around, and I'm going to tell you what did this for me, and I hey. cannot wait to tell you this. Awesome. We will be right back. Paul Cook talks with my friend Vic Porcelli on News Talk STL. Welcome back. Paul Cook talks with Vic Porcelli. 
the third or third and final. I don't know what I'm going to oh, do the next week, yeah. man. I'm going to be Hey, I'm here about, anytime like, you want, man. I love doing the show with you. I know. But I don't want to be a, you know, an air pig. I don't want to be an on-air pig. Air pig. Yeah, you said that last week that a little bit you thought you talked too much. It's your show. Wow, but man, I mean, I'm getting, I feel like I'm getting a little bit of an education on this stuff. What's you up? know, you do radio naturally, and we talk about it all the time. I'm not going to go on and on, but I'm learning how to do radio, too, a little bit with you. Hmm. Taking I think a, you're, you're pretty good on your own there, buddy. I mean, I'm very talented. But you are. I, uh, no, good looking, too. It's, it, thank you, my friend. Uh, this it made me laugh so much, and I don't know why. Sometimes things he does just hit me, and I'm uh, laughing out loud, rolling around. And then, Vic, when you think of it again, you laugh your ass yeah, off. Yeah, what is it? This one was something about, I don't get in fights outside anymore. It used to be you get in a fight, pop, 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 you know, it's over. Now you get you run into a guy with, uh, he's MMA, he's yeah. all that, and he makes a comment, and yep. I just could see it so closely, and no one else could. He has his heels in your crotch. Yeah, yeah. So think about this. Yeah. The ba- the guy's behind you, and he puts the legs over into your crotch, and he's choking you ah. out. And when I saw that, yeah. the heels in the crotch yep. or the groin or however yep. you put it, yep. I could not stop laughing. Yep. And I don't know if it's so because he funny. primed me the whole time, because this is a process of comedy, watching him. You bring up a great point, because he says things, and we laugh. If I say that, nobody laughs. I know. Even if you've never heard it before. You know, if I said things he says word for word, nobody laughs. But he does it, and people just laugh. Right, when I was saying it back, it's not that funny to me, but now, how he said it. I just want to do a quick parallel here, okay? Because Richard Pryor... In live in concert does a thing, you know, when we were young, you know, we used to fight with our fists, you know, but now kids know that karate, they'll rip your eye out, tear your arm out, or it's no fun to them, <laughs> you know, and then he makes like he's going to be fighting the person, the person kicks him in the crotch, and then yes. he, he goes down, he's looking for his testicles, oh, here's my, <laughs> if you find the other one, mail it to me, would you, but it's the same thing, it's funny that they both brought up the same thing. A fight, and that's the thing in the last podcast of, you know, run! Yeah. Run! Why stay and get killed when you can run? And, and it's, isn't that funny? No comedian, or at least these two guys, don't act like they're tough. It's like, man, I could fight before because it was three or four punches. They's all going to jump on you. And I be- that is exactly how it was for me. And the I worst could you get is a black eye. Yeah. yeah, right. You might, But you're not going to get your neck broken. No, right. And you're not going to get part of the heels in the crotch thing right. choked <laughs> out unconscious. Right. I mean, you're out. Fighting has changed that from our really youth to now. That really looks weird yeah. if, you get, if you're unconscious out yeah. there in the parking lot. And you're right. Neither of them really are, are, are making themselves to be a tough guy. And you think about it, they kind of could be tough talkers, you know, especially Sebastian. Well, Sebastian, there, there's something very telling about him in the uh, – the medical mask story. Let's play it, and, th- and then I want to come back and, and talk a little bit about it. Is that okay? Absolutely. So me and Julio go over to my neighbor. I just moved into the neighborhood. I don't even know the guy. I knock on the door. The guy came to the door, had a full medical mask on. If you have a medical mask on and you answer the door, that's got to be the first thing out of your mouth, okay? Why you got this damn thing on? I come to my door with a medical mask, I take it down, listen, doing some painting in the, in the garage, gets into my lungs, that's why I got the mask. <laughs> this guy, nothing on the mask. Started talking through the mask. He's like, what's going on? I go, no, no, no. What's going on in here? <laughs> I just bought the joint next door. Do I gotta put it up for sale? Why the hell do you got a medical mask on? on a Monday morning, okay? Let's get into that. I'm gonna send Julio in your yard. Is he gonna come out with no head? What are you doing with the mask? I live in the negative. Live in the negative. My wife is in the positive, okay? Came back to to our house. I said, put the for sale sign up. There's a guy with a medical mask living next door. She's like, maybe he has a respiratory problem and that's why he has the mask. I go, or maybe he's got 16 bodies in drums in formaldehyde in his basement. Put the sign up, we're moving. What are you laughing at? Just thinking of the mask and the guy in the yard. I should have brought up that that was so long ago. That was so pre-COVID. 
Oh, yeah. COVID has nothing to do with the medical mask. Think right? about that for a minute. I mean, the guy comes up with a mask. It's so off-putting, and it really was. And that's the thing about Sebastian Man- Maniscalco. He takes something so small and insignificant, and he turns it into, you know, this guy comes to the because door with the medical people. mask because he hates people. The guy comes to the door, the medical mask, and right away he takes it to, maybe he's got 16 bodies and drums and formaldehyde <laughs> in his basement. Put the sign up, we're moving. Okay? But he goes back home, put the sign up, we're moving. Two quick things. Yes. When the guy comes to the door with the medical mask, guy's talking through the mask. He goes, yeah, uh, what's going on? And Sebastian immediately stops. Because why is he at the guy's door? Because Julio has to go in that guy's yard to get the cable. Right? Yes, yes, yes. got to go through there, yes. Right? So right away, as soon as the guy comes to the door with a medical mask on, the cable didn't matter anymore. What's going on? (laughs) No, no, no. What's going on in here? (laughs) Everything changed, you know? I'm going to send Julio in your yard. Is he coming out with no head? You know? (laughs) How does he get to that point? But here's the telling part about Sebastian, okay? I don't think he's a very tall guy. I really don't know how Mm -hmm, tall he is. mm -hmm. But when he goes back to his house, he kind of, you know how we kind of, not cower with our wives, but we, you know, like he's like, put up the for sale sign. There's a guy. There's a guy with a medical mask. <laughs> I know what his, you're saying. His posture is like very passive. Disappointed, yes. You know, with his wife. The guy's got to put the sign up, you know. <laughs> and I'm looking at him like he looked very small when he did that. I have no idea how tall he is. But in my head, the picture he's trying to portray is a very short man talking to a big, strong woman mm. saying, Put, put the sign up. There's a guy next door with a medical <laughs> Like, he doesn't want to insist until she says, well, maybe he's got a respiratory problem. Put the sign up. We're moving. <laughs> so funny. And he takes one guy wearing a medical mask and turns it into 16 dead bodies in, from out the hide in the basement. And the conversation with his wife, all those conversations are so funny. I want to play Carnuba Wax. You go to a body shop, everybody comes out. The whole, the whole garage. <laughs> when you pull in, there's a guy, that guy that, hey, we got one. Let's take a look at it. <laughs> and they swarm the car. They just, I thought I was at a Cirque du Soleil show. They were, And they call out the head guy. It's the best actor they got. (laughs) Frankie, you want to take a look at this? As soon as he sees the car, he's like, whoa. (laughs) What'd you get sideswiped by a semi? I said, no, my wife calls this a graze. She says, she says you could get it out with some carnauba wax. I can't open the door, but she says, this is a $9 job with some carnauba wax. I can't yell or scream at the house. I have to suppress all my emotion and feeling into my feet, and I don't know who I am anymore. But she just says it's a graze. Uh, I don't understand why she didn't see anything. We have sensors and a camera in the vehicle, but of course I could mention that in the heat of the moment or I'd be sleeping outside on the lawn. So. If you could just get out your wax and buff that out, that would be fantastic. Okay. So, so it's just a graze, right? <laughs> now, first of all, the conversation with him and his wife before that is he grew up in a very yelling, loud family. His wife, you know, if as long as we can replace it and you're fine. Yeah, as long as you're it. safe, everything is fine, right? Yes. So... She's like, it's just a grace. And so knowing that he he can't yell, right, because she gets mad when he yells, he's got to go, yeah, you know. He wants to yell. He's going crazy on the inside. Goes out to look at the car. If you say say it's a grace, then then it's a (laughs) grace, you know. Can we go take a look to see what you think a grace is? Because I'd like (laughs) to know. (laughs) He just wants to yell and scream. And then we walk into the biggest... Bear trap, right? What do you know about cars? Uh, not a ton. I know quarter panel. You know, know what I know about my car? It's black. Yeah. <laughs> Paul, that's about it. Right? So you're getting taken to the cleaners anytime you walk into any place. That's right. I forgot about the whole thing. They're waiting for you to arrive. Exactly. They're waiting. They got to, a guy out there. Okay. They're like waiting to prey on you, yes. right? Yes. 
And the guy's true. Where'd you get sideswiped by a semi? <laughs> so he's got to take sideswipe. His reaction is always just like you heard. Yes. A guy who does it for a living asks if you've been sideswiped by a semi. He's got to bring that all the way down, Paul, to just the graze. You can get this out with some carnuba wax. And that's just what, the, you know, I'm not going to say anything sexist here. That's what his wife would say because she thinks it's a graze and some carnuba wax. Buff it out with some carnuba wax. <laughs> and just the way he says carnuba wax is funny. Oh, he you see what I'm saying? Everything he's got back. in his arsenal is deadly. He really Lethal. does. And it's we've talked about it. We talked about it yesterday about prior testing things out and, you know, probably in smaller clubs. And then, you know, carnuba wax is funny. There's another word when they go to have a drink at someone's house. We, we, well, I'm going to offer you a drink. <laughs> another deal breaker when I go to the girl's house for the first time. Ladies, be prepared for the come over. Okay. Have some options for me. You come to my place, I'm ready for you. I have it. It's like a hotel. <laughs> Soon as we walk in, I turn around. My little Diet Coke, apple juice, wine. What do you want? <laughs> I got Orangina. Nobody's got Orangina. <laughs> Throw that in check. You want a glass of Orangina? You have orangina? Yeah, I got it. Shut up. This girl had nothing. We walked in, she turned around, she's like, you want some water or something like that? Water? I'll get that out of the hose. Little things bother me, I don't know. Another girl, she offered me some scotch. I said, yeah, could you put that on the rocks? So she brought it out. I went to go take a sip. I smelled the ice cubes. The ice cubes smelled like her freezer. I'm like, what, what is this, Johnny Walker and mixed vegetables? <laughs> Change out your cubes! Three days, I'm breaking cubes at my house fresh. That basically is about, he calls it the come over, okay? First dates come over. When you come to his house, he's got all this, all these choices, right? You heard him, Coca-Cola, apple juice, uh, wine. What do you want? <laughs> because there's so many options. Wait, that's another thing about him, how he gets away with whispering in a gigantic auditorium, right? In, in, in his early one, he goes, any any Japanese people here tonight? And the study goes, yeah. He goes, but you're half, right? Because you know how I know she wasn't full of talent? Japanese are quiet. <laughs> right? Quiet. Uh, and then, so the point is, if somebody's coming over your house, have some options. And she's got some water. You want some water or something like that? Something like that. Do we talk about that? Come back, swing back on something like that. But okay. Keep going, yes. So, um, the options. He's got Oh, options. oh, so he's got I got Orangina. Do you know what Orangina is? I don't, Vic. It's an orange flavored drink. The bottle that it comes in looks like it's a beaker in a scientific lab. It's like a skinny round top and then it gets like a big ball on the bottom. Oh. And it's Orangina. And nobody's got Orangina. I haven't seen an Orangina <laughs> bottle in 40 years. You have seen it though. When I was in Jersey, yeah. I bet you know? I know Global Foods. Global you think? Foods. Yeah, it, Where's I, I, Global Foods? I guarantee foods? I'll find it. it, it or Global World Foods. It's in uh, Kirkwood. Kirkwood, kind of across from what's the farmer's market. It's a huge place with all Whole foods? many different. No, it's further south. Hmm. Global Foods. Because Sebastian's not a fan of Whole Foods either. No, he's not. All of that <laughs> stuff. What, what makes you say that? Because you're talking about those kind of markets that yeah. might have Orangina. Yeah. Well, what, what does he not like about? Uh, um, well, um, little guy coming around. He, he says uh, people like order it. Is it organic? <laughs> Do the chickens play well together? Uh, so true, man. And the. Uh, 
if you have this potion, you don't know what it is, or an oil, and some, oh, oh my God, I can't believe I almost forgot this. He doesn't do it much in that first one, What's Wrong With People, so much in Aren't You Embarrassed, and so much in Why Would You, and that's the bang in the microphone, right? I know. He goes, for emphasis. No, Nobody else has ever done that. I've never seen I anybody mean, use it just for emphasis. Yeah. So, the, you know, does anybody know what this is? And this hippie comes out of the shelving unit, and he slaps the mic, and then there's the kid. Yes. You know? He goes, oh, that's argon oil. Argon oil. <laughs> it's got many uses. You can drizzle it on your salad. It's great for digestion. Uh, you can put a little bit under your nose. Yeah, right. You don't Helps. just eat it. Right. And then if you have a rash on your, <laughs> you just pepper some on there, clears it right up. Oh, my God. But he uses it so many times. When he goes on the dinner party, right, to the wife's friend's house, and both of the couple open the door, he goes, that bothered me. You know what I mean? <laughs> they both like, show up at the door. He uses that mic as emphasis so well. And there's a sound. It's a high-pitched sound that he hits the microphone. Uh, okay, the wife and wasn't it a jet ski? She knows oh, yeah. how to drive a yeah. jet ski. Yeah. He's really funny on vacations. Uh, what are you talking about? He doesn't like to do any activities where there's a safety course involved because he doesn't <laughs> want to get hurt, right? She grew up in Florida with the beach and the water and all that stuff. And, and she's Jewish, yeah, correct? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he went to Passover at her house, too. Oh that was gosh, funny. Oh, my gosh, yes. He's sitting down to the table. I'm starving. More food. Starving. <laughs> and so they start passing out pamphlets. He's like, well, what, what's this? Because, well, we usually read for two hours. Two hours? That's yeah, late, right. yes. Because they don't understand. People don't understand how Italians eat. Paul, growing up, Thanksgiving was going to Grandma's house, and you start with the antipasto, right? Rolled up ham and rolled up salami and cheese, and you eat that for a while, right? Mm -hmm. And then you eat Grandma's homemade ravioli, right? And then you eat turkey. (laughs) What the? You know? I don't know why we're so obsessed with food. So one thing that Sebastian says in his most recent, did we hit everything you wanted to hit? Uh, I wanted to go to the vacation and the jet ski a little where they're going, boom, 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 yeah. boom, boom. or at least there's a sound where he's hanging on for dear life. Yeah. He looks so feminine. Right, you know, right. He, he and he hates that. He does not like that. to look feminine. Right. He even says he's back in the bitch seat. Yes, right? yes, She's yes. driving and he's back in the bitch seat. He <laughs> yes. goes, honey, slow down. My, I got blood in my mouth. I can't. And I can't say the next thing. I know. That's the only thing I heard with my daughters that was like, oh, yeah, hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just so funny. It is funny. And and he goes, uh, there's buoys, right, the guy that's instruction. Now, there's buoys. Don't go to the southeast section because there's sharks over there. And he's like me. I don't know southeast from southwest, from north or south. I know you people in St. Louis, you, you do that? Yes. You know, if he asks for directions, how do I get it? Well, go north. On go the, north. You don't do that. Can you tell me left and right, please? I, I, I don't know the directions at all. My wife's the same way. So he says, uh, yeah, there's buoys, you know, so some sharks were seen uh, in the southeast part. And he says to his wife, do you know which, where southeast is? She says, no, okay, we're going to get eaten by sharks today. <laughs> negative attitude, right? Lives in the negative. Doesn't he always say that? I live in the negative. My wife lives in the positive. It's so funny. And he's Being made a positive career. and bright all the time is not very funny. It, right, it's so It'd normal. It'd be cool if somebody could figure that out, right. how to make that funny. Right. But, oh, my God. But when people piss you off... That is funny. The reason why they piss you off is funny. Going to stay with someone else. I'm, I'm entering a town. I'm going to go see. You're going to stay with us. You're going to stay. With, he's like, I do not want to stay with people. I ain't staying with you. Because <laughs> he talks about staying with somebody. You can't get comfortable, you know. Somebody started a booger wall. <laughs> with a booger wall. Right. He's in the kid's room. There's, uh, I think, Star Wars sheets. Right. Things like, do the shower. Do you remember going to the shower? So, well, this is true. Anytime you go to somebody's house, they tell you what's wrong with the house. Right? Yes. They jump in there. Are you awake? Yeah, no, I'm going to stand up all night. Why? What's the matter? (laughs) Well, I just want to tell you, uh, the bathroom uh, on this hall, don't use that. If you flush that, we'll have to evacuate the house. (laughs) And the shower, the hottest, cold, coldest hot, we've been trying to fix that for years. And we ask after you shower, if if you could squeegee. Now I gotta, I'm clean, I'm naked, I gotta look for some weird wand in your shower that's lived there for 23 years, and then squeegee pellets while my things touch the tile. That's the physical comedy. He's got his yeah. legs spread out. He's, this thing is dragging the ground. Yeah. All the, his, 
privates, and he's squeegeeing. We ask that you squeegee, squeegee. after your shower. Right. And everybody's seen that. Right. And and then he's like, uh, what, do I work here now? <laughs> and then the next thing he says is, I'm not cleaning the shower. <laughs> With that voice that he does throughout all the specials, Paul, you know? When yes. you go over and the ice cubes smell like mixed vegetables, <laughs> he's like, change out your cubes. He's got something to say in that exact voice yelling every special. I love this guy more than you can imagine. Oh, I do too. I absolutely love you. I know you like me, and I'm seen as a positive guy who is good with people. I think the same things, though. Mm-hmm. This guy who doesn't like people, I've thought all of these things. Right. I feel like I need medicine. Now, another thing. I feel bright. How he uses the microphone and things as props, right? When she says, uh, you want some water or something like that? He says, water? Oh, I'll get that from the hose. <laughs> and then he uses the hose. I mean, he uses the microphone to be the hose, like he's drinking out of the hose, you know? Yeah, well done. When he's young and he's got to go work funerals because his father doesn't want him to be an altar boy because he's not making any money doing that, and they do pay for funerals, right? So he goes, now I'm eight years old over a corpse with incense, and then he just takes the cord of the microphone. Remember when they did the incense <laughs> at, at Mass? And he's using that as as the incense. His use of just what he has as props is unbelievable to me. Vic, talk about that that he mentions Pryor, because Pryor does a great job with that as well. He does. Richard Pryor, last podcast. But talk about how Sebastian mentioned him. I don't know if you know it, you know, perfectly, but I was watching uh Sebastian. Sebastian has a podcast. My wife is so sick of me talking about Sebastian Maniscalco because that's Does all I do. Does she listen, though? Does she listen and go, okay, Vic's off again. I, I got to tell you, I almost divorced my wife recently. Because of- she said, I don't find him funny. I was like, <laughs> all right, well, I'm moving out, okay? I'm out of here. No, it's fine. She... She, I don't know. I don't know She's why. Trying to get under your skin. Some, yeah. Some, some things she does laugh, and some she just, I don't know. Because here's the thing, she it might be a guy thing. No, it's my wife's need to multitask. <laughs> she has to multitask. Uh, yes. You know, and. She's got to do something else, so she's not really watching. And you're missing all that stuff, you know, pointing to the person, you know, talking to the person behind. There's nobody there, but he's talking to the person behind yeah. him, you know. So, I'm sorry, where, where was this going? I don't know. I just love watching it. Uh, your wife, multitask. Uh, oh, uh, him and Billy Gardell yes. are having, having a conversation. Yeah. Billy Gardell was either in Mike and Molly or he was in King of Queens, one of those two shows. And he's in the Ozempic commercials. Oh, Ozempic. Oh, when he when he pull he he's he's I don't know, he's explaining he's being an actor in the in the in the commercial, and that's really what he is. I didn't realize that at the time. Yes. And Sebastian Maniscalco was talking to him, and there and Billy Gardell says, "Yeah, well, I was watching Pryor at, at Long Beach, almost like if you were a runner. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I did a mile or two today." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like comedians watch that Richard Pryor special Getting to learn. Yes. Paul, it's too late for me. It's too late for me, but I still want to learn from these guys. Yes. You know? I want to be able to it learn. Helps you on the radio. How do, it does, but not, you know, and you can't curse on the radio. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. But I'm still trying to learn maybe on what I did wrong when I when I tried stand-up comedy. And the biggest thing, Paul, is why, why didn't I just talk about my Italian heritage? I know. I know, but again, you said, and we've run out of time as oh. well, you and me, but I think you shouldn't worry about that. Enough people don't even know this best comedian to know, and you wouldn't be ripping them off. You'd be paying tribute. You could do some of this on the air because it's your life. You could do your life stuff. You're not going to talk Carnuba Wax or yeah. that, but I do think you need to keep I do do some on. of that. Like when COVID was hot, this lady, Vicky Wynn on NBC, who's supposed to be some kind of consumer expert, she says to come when you bring your when you bring your groceries home, wash down your 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 groceries. And I would do like some washing down the oranges, <laughs> you know. But nobody gets it. Nobody gets it. You'd get it, but nobody else gets I get it. Get it. Thank you, my friend. Thank we're, you. We're gonna Paul. come up with another topic in another series. Anytime, any place. Vic Porcelli on Paul Cook Talk.